0: S. Garner and you're listening to the Solo Nerve Podcast. Today I'll be speaking with the founder of the Girl in Space Club, Sabrina Thompson, here to discuss the driving force behind her upcoming Kickstarter for a spacesuit designed specifically for women, including STEM, her own experience as a scientist, physicist, and as an artist and writer in her own right. Welcome, Sabrina. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, thank you for joining us today. But outside my introduction, who is Sabrina Thompson in her own words? So in my own words, I would say I'm an out of the box thinker,
1: um, like a curious kid on the inside, and just <laughs> one that lets her imagination just go
0: wherever it wants to go. Uh huh. So what is the Girl in Space Club about, and how does one like join this club in its connection with the upcoming Kickstarter?
1: Yeah. So the Girl in Space Club was founded um, in conjunction with like, so a lot of times in STEM fields, um, you know, you have this saying that like, you know, it's the good old boys club or it's the boys club, where a lot of times women don't feel, and girls don't feel as comfortable in STEM fields. And although we do dwell in these spaces, doesn't mean that um, we want to be there, right? We love what we do possibly, or we, we're we really passionate about the science or the engineering or the technology, but it's not an environment that we cultivate. It is not an environment that sometimes we feel like we have a say. It's like, this is how it's been done for decades. So just get with it or <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. So the Girl in Space Club is a space for women and girls to be those innovators like imagine if a girl or a female had like the freedom to make her own lab like how it would look like it probably wouldn't look like like basically she would doll it up right like yeah. the walls would probably be all colorful like everything would probably be all color coordinated like it would just be a place that like A woman would want to dwell in. Like it's just something about when a woman comes into a space. Like we don't just think about the function and what we what we're here to do, the job. We also care about how the place makes us feel. And so, in the Girl in Space Club, it's all about just like bringing your full self as a female to STEM and doing it together and being inspired and encouraged by other women who are doing the same thing.
0: Uh-huh. i don't know if you are on tiktok or seen this video floating around but it's um it's not stem well it may be kind of stem if it's engineering it's this woman who is a mechanic but she wears really long acrylics so like uh-huh. she really knows how to do her job and people are like oh she must not really know or someone else did it for her and then she filmed it making it look like she did it herself it's like no she filmed doing work on the car with acrylics and then like p- people who are tattoo artists with long acrylics and they're still wearing gloves and they still know how to do their job. So it's like when we as women add on that feminine touch to things, it doesn't, you know, minimize our competence to it. It's just some of it is just aesthetic. Some of it, we just like things that look pretty. Some things, right. you know, that feels nice. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it's all about just being comfortable to bring your out of the box or your you know, just things that we've never seen in STEM, like, just because the example you you gave, just because I'm, I have nails, that doesn't mean I can't get my nails dirty, or, you know, like, do the job, like,
0: (laughs) yeah, exactly, so where did the idea of creating um, a woman space you come from, like, I guess, to make it look nice, or something that a woman would want to wear. Because I didn't think, I, well, I never thought spacesuits as gender neutral, but I didn't think any of them were uh, gender specific either. I kind of just thought it was like one size fit all type of thing.
1: Yeah, sort of, right? Uh-huh. So, but is that is that reality though? Like men and women are shaped very different. Like a woman comes in various shapes and sizes, right? Like we are very curvy, some of us, some of us more curvy than others. Right, and men tend to be more boxy. Right, you can produce a wider box, a smaller <laughs> box, right? But for the most part, it's pretty boxy. And so, um, I've been doing some research, um, and talking with folks who do de- design spacesuits. Um, so I've been getting more information about like spacesuit design that's number one. But prior to like diving in, as deep as I have been diving in the past, I want to say, a couple of months, right? Um, I knew that spacesuits, um, and there are different types, um, they've always been designed with men in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, th- there have been numerous <laughs> astronauts, like NASA astronauts, who are female, right, who have gone to space, but then you also had, like, I think it was back in 2019, um, you had the first, it was supposed to be the first all-female spacewalk, but it was postponed because they didn't have enough suits to fit the two women, right? So it's oh. like, are we creating suits for these women? Like, do we really want to have, like, space be more inclusive? Um So sure we do, but um, as somebody who works for the government, so I do work at NASA, I do know some of, I I don't want to call them limitations, but I do know how things work in the government versus in the private sector. So you have more companies in the space industry that have popped up within the past couple of years, more so now than ever so when you're in the private industry you're for profit you're able to make things you're able to get like um you're able to you have money so you could make things for profit for space now that we've opened up when I say we meaning the government has opened up space for the general public like it's it's now for commercial use Mm -hmm. and so what that has done is that has that has opened up that has allowed more companies to be able to innovate and push things in space that may take a longer time if you just did it with the government, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about going to the moon and then to Mars. Okay, but the government can do but so much. Every time we get a new administration, like that could change the whole, first of all, our chunk in the, the, the budget is super small, right? So, so much you can do. So, for the spacesuit itself, it's like, okay, well, now that we're opening it up to the general public to contribute more in the space arena, why wait for NASA? Why wait for some other company to design a spacesuit for women by women? Mm-hmm. Why, why can't I do it? Right? It's something that, like, for me, I've always been like, I don't wanna say an oxymoron, but I've always been like very artsy. And it had the technical thing going on as well. Mm-hmm. Right? So for me, I'm like, I like streetwear, I like I like rocking a pair of Jordans, um, AJ ones, a pair of blazers, like, and then, you know, when I go talk to kids, I put on an actual like flight suit. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm like, I just dazzled it up myself, like. I made my own patches, put some patches on here, put some other like additions to it. And I'm like, for me, this represents more of me, which is like a combination of like streetwear and, but I could talk rocket science to you. yeah, And it just shows that like, like when you, when I go and I talk to kids, that they, they're more accepting of the message that I'm bringing because they see like, oh, okay. Like, look how she, oh, she got the new Jordans on or, or something like this. Right. So. I think what happens is, at least for me, to bring it home and answer your question, is I wanted a way to combine the things I love and also um, have some purpose that will be impactful, that will unite and also empower more women in STEM.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, this is my way of doing it by starting, like, this is my first kickstarter campaign my first what i call real big initiative where i could combine art and like stem you know and bring them together and innovate on something
0: well speaking on empowering right and um bringing in more women in the stem and whatnot uh what kinds of programming does the girl in space club offer
1: Yeah. So we offer a program called Stimulating Art. And the purpose of Stimulating Art is to teach students STEM concepts using art projects. So for instance, with this Kickstarter campaign, this is going to be an effort where I'm going to have, like I have students, so I have high school students. So I have two high school students um, who are on the engineering track. And then I have um, a recent college grad she's uh, on the me- she's an, a mechanical engineer and it's an opportunity for them to actually learn by doing. So they're going to be involved in this process of designing this spacesuit right So they will get mentor uh, mentored by me and um, they're going to see what it means to take fashion, combine it, with designing a functional spacesuit, like a pressurized spacesuit and like creating an actual prototype of that. And so the hope is to really like on each level, so this will be like the high school college level where they could actually take part in something like this. On the younger level, we have programming and curriculum that, you know, waters it down a little bit so we'll we'll start with like a stem concept and then we'll make some prototype using the arts that allows them to fully understand like a, a stem concept does that make sense yeah
0: it does make sense to me and I was I was thinking when you you just added it in like making it fashionable but also a functioning uh space because I was thinking you know because I was oh, because I was thinking like a like um like a wetsuit
1: but it's mm-hmm. like
0: it has to go in with space so it has to it kind of has to look like what they how they exist now but not at the same time I guess if that makes sense
1: yeah so one thing I mentioned is like there are different like spacesuits so uh-huh. um there are spacesuits that like um it depends on the mission like how they are designed so there are some there's one suit that's like Consider the crew survival suit. So we call our suit that we're going to design a space travel suit so that it's clear that you're going to be traveling to space in this suit. You're not going to be like on the moon. You're not going to be outside like the launch vehicle or outside of the International Space Station. So it's not the, you know, the the, the big thick white suit. It's not that one. It's something like. Uh, We don't know what it's going to look like yet, right? But it'll be something that is probably not as bulky, right? Something that's more fitted to the body um, is what I imagine. But the idea is that you could pressurize the suit. So, why do you want to pressurize the suit if you're inside of a launch vehicle or International Space Station or whatever? It's so that you could create this bubble, so that God forbid, um, think about when you're in an airplane and there's a loss of cabin pressure right those yellow masks come out and you know you breathe into the mask it's creating an environment like a whole like so that you can survive in in any event that there's a, a some emergency situation right it's to help you survive that so the type of suit that you would need would depend on how long you're being exposed to the space environment, like how long is your your mission, right? There are some missions that exist right now where it takes you up to space, and the mission might last about fifteen minutes or so. You come back down, so maybe you don't need all, all of this pressurization. Like, maybe a mask would be good enough, and that's it. Like, if that vehicle has that. But then, if you think about where we're going with with space travel, I mean, there they're talk about building hotels in space, more laboratories in space. So, you know, like, again, like when you're, when you're missed, like, there's so many things that are in store for us when it comes to space travel and space tourism and these things. So we want to get a head start on it. So we have to do the research, we have to look at all the things that exist, all the things that are upcoming, and see what would be feasible for our design like what are we designing to and that's the engineering part like learning about like engineering design and that's what these students are going to learn in this process Um, design thinking and they're going to see they're going to get the hands-on experience um, as much as i could you know because they're they're spread out all over the world these students but we're going to make sure that they get at least this understanding and experience which i think of people don't realize like these are skills that you could apply in so many different fields they don't necessarily have to just stay in STEM but if you if you learn how to think a certain way right like you could solve problems in any field and and that's what what stimulating art is all about like teaching and teaching these students and and equipping them equipping them to have those skills.
0: Well getting back into I guess the design and artistic part of uh of you pretty much in girl in space club. Um could you elaborate a little bit more on your creative process? Um is there like an intersection where the scientists and the artists meet or are they all like one and the same?
1: You know, it's so funny like when I'm doing my NASA work, right? Where it's 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 you 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 want step by step, you know, you 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 want to be logical and and in your flow of how you're um addressing a problem or defining it whatever stage you're in but that comes into my art sometimes and it's almost like it blocks like some of the natural creativity so sometimes I literally have to tell myself like just go with it like wherever it goes just go with it but a lot of times I plan out my work for the most part like I'm always getting inspired by other artists and um, things I might see on like Instagram and stuff like this and so I just take notes so like I'll like take a snapshot of like a you know of a drawing or something that inspires me and I'll put it in my phone like and I categorize things in, in the notes app and I just come back to it when I'm ready to make something of my own and then I just have a bunch of like references. Like maybe I like what this character looks like. I like something about them. I like this style. And I just create something of my own based off of that. But I almost never finish a painting in one day. Never. Because I, I look at it and then I, I'm like, this looks, you know, when the paint's dry, it looks different from when it's wet. So it's like, it's a process. And. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on like different techniques to speed up my process. And, uh, just a lot of times I'm in my head a lot, just thinking of, I can make this better. or I can make this better. And it's like, just go with the flow. Like, but it's that technical brain that's like, well, technically that's not the shape of the head, <laughs> like, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was this thing that came up the other day. Someone was criticizing someone else's work which Mm. made me upset because it's like you don't have anything to show with your art, so you shouldn't be criticizing anyone else, but that's different. Um, They were complaining about the proportions. I'm like, this is a webcomic. It's not supposed to be real. It's supposed to be exaggerated. It's not supposed to be like that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm trained in drawing too and painting and things like that, which is good to learn, like, proportions and where this is and what is that, but it's like at the same time, it kind of takes the fun out Mm -hmm. of making art. So, yeah, you just get... You don't want to get too caught up in the technicalities of things in textbook stuff you kind of just yeah. want to go with it and see where it goes
1: yeah. yeah and i'm not a i'm a self-taught artist so i've never like mm-hmm. officially taken an art class like yeah i've taken like uh oil painting class for like like a workshop kind of thing but i've never yeah taken like a, a real art class where i learned like techniques and things like this
0: well i learned from another local person here in baltimore um that i interviewed benjamin young savage he said if you want to take like um a course but didn't want to pay for it you can just do auditing audit the class so That's it's true. like you'll have everything that you would if you actually enrolled but you won't get grade a grade for it or credit for it i should say That's so true. i mean if you're ever interested if you ever have time i don't i mean it doesn't right. sound that like no. <laughs> <you>, but- <laughs> But, um, what other advice would you be willing to offer to others? You wish someone would have told you when you first started? So it can be someone who wants to work in STEM, someone who's an inspiring artist or maybe like who doesn't have um the education and is self-taught like you, or maybe they just want to dabble in both. Right.
1: I would say like, I would say number one, like if you are interested in STEM, I would say, don't let, like, the stereotypes deter you. Um, now, nowadays, you have so many of us, like, popping up. Like, now that we could like, showcase ourselves on social media, you get to see, like, you know, there's a lot of us that, I'm not going to say there's a lot of us, but there's enough of us that exist in, like, like STEM that it it's, you won't feel alone or you at least shouldn't feel alone. Even if you are the only woman in your like, you know, whatever your organization, your whatever, um, there's still a community out here. And um I believe tech is the future. Like it's happening right now. So it's like if you don't know how to code or at least you don't understand like how all this techy stuff is happening. And I'm looking at like for instance the Right now, I know I'm slow, but I'm watching, like, the um, animation Arcane. Are you familiar with Arcane? Right? So I'm just now watching. i almost finished. And um, I can't watch something like that without thinking about, like, all the art and technical things that had to make something like that possible. Like, if you understand how to solve problems, if you understand how, um, like, just the coding side, like, I'm I'm sure, like, all the software they use, I'm sure, like, there's some things in there that um, are on the tech side, but then when you couple that with, like, art, like, animation, like, I think, honestly, I think that, like, I mean, I think that, like, Everything from the character design to the story to, you know, I'm just using this as an example, but this to me is the blending of art and STEM. Like, and it's beautiful to me. Um, So I think we don't have to put ourselves in these boxes, like art over here, STEM over here. Like just be creative and see what happens. And then when you know how to solve problems, that's the tech side like that's where innovation lies and sure everybody's not an innovator but like I don't think we should continue to split these two I think we should form teams that have both sides together because that's where like you know not just you don't just have innovation but you also have like we're we're thinking about solving maybe problems that we've had for decades like we're looking at it from a different perspective because we're coming at it from like this combination of angles instead of just one angle you know what i mean so i would just encourage especially young women like if you're into stem and math it sucks and and science you're just like you know what i mean like honestly it's just it's not as hard as you think it is everything Everything, I believe, is learnable. You just got to give it time. And I believe that with everything, like everything that we learn in school and things like this. You give it time. the, the, The folks who are what you would consider genius at whatever it is they do, they put a lot of time in it. And what I have found is that younger people these days, I know I sound like an old lady, but like these days what I find is that sometimes the youth are a little discouraged, I think, by having to put a lot of time and they're so interested in so many things. But if you give something, sometimes you're going to get good at it. That's just how it works.
0: Yeah, exactly. But Throughout this whole process, like not even like the Kickstarter, the stuff you already have down pat that you already know how to do and get through it. So put that aside, just like, you know, your home life, family, you know, partner or, you know, parents, you know, pets even or like bills and social life and even trying to find time for yourself. Right. Like, do you or did you ever get overwhelmed? does it ever come too much and when it does how do you typically manage your mental well-being
1: yeah that's a good question so um at the end of last year so I would say around summer last summer um I had I burnt out like I was working full-time I was running a business but I wasn't putting that much time into it and Um, I was pursuing a PhD in um, atmospheric physics. And the goal of pursuing that degree was to um, start working a little bit more on the science side of things at work. And so I was wearing two different hats. Scientists and engineers think completely different. So I was learning how to become a scientist. And at the same time, taking classes and at the time, I lived closer, like, to D.C., but I was attending school um, in Baltimore. So, like, the commute was, like, an hour. Like, it was an hour with, with I mean, with traffic. It, it could be a little bit more, um, but it was just too much. And so I did it for about four years. And by... Oh, wow. Yeah, by by that last summer, it was almost like I was crawling on my hands and knees to the finish line. So I had to have a deep kind of (laughs) like like talk for myself and like ask myself, why are you why are you pursuing this Ph.D.? What is it going to do for you? You're not going to get more money at work, you know. Um, And then after the four years, I ended up being on the team and working on the stuff I wanted to work on anyway. So I was like, why are you doing this to yourself? You know, things are not working. You you, you have a relationship with an advisor that is just not, it's not going to work, like for you to continue this way. He wasn't a bad guy. It's just our dynamics. Because I worked full time, I was not a traditional grad student. So I could not perform and deliver at the same speed as someone who, um, is a grad student looking for a job at the end of all this. I already had a good job. I was just curious about this thing. I wanted to pursue it. NASA paid for me to go back to school, so it wasn't like he was paying for me to, you know, he didn't have to, I didn't have to be a research assistant and a teacher assistant, teaching assistant, but um, it just wasn't working. So I just had to say, look, you better get this master's degree and get out of here and that was hard at first but once I decided to do that because I felt like it was quitting and once I got over mm-hmm. that and I saw that it was like either you're gonna quit or you like your mentor is gonna quit on you yeah. <laughs> So I was like what do you care more about and so um I ended up um I ended up taking a sabbatical uh five month sabbatical after um, you know, just defending my masters. And um, I I ended up going out the country for a month and just rec- like just trying to equalize, if you will, like trying to get back. And that's when things were made a bit more clear to me that I need to start adding in more of the arts in my life, because that's what I'm naturally like that. I used to think it was therapy for me like I just wanted to make art like that whole time like when I was stressing out and everything I just wanted to make art everything just kept pushing me toward art and creating and um I feel like it's been doing that for a while and I'll be a fool um not to listen
0: at this point so
1: now like I listen so you know I get my work done but then I make time for art and Girl in Space Club it has so much art and creativity in it that when I'm working on my business even though there are points when it's just like logistics and stuff like this but there's also art so when I'm creating art it is Girl in Space Club like it is doing things for the business
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I get both of those together and. It allows me to have more balance in my life now,
0: yeah, yeah, it's interesting to hear you say that you pretty much had to had to let something go in order to regain your mental stability. you know, a yep. lot of people I mean, I mean, I've heard some people like get divorced and you have some mental issues, but they've still kind of continued on with what they were working on, whereas with you you just had to in order for you to move on, you had to drop something, yeah, which that it's really refreshing to hear like again, people would think, like you did, you thought you were failing or that you were quitting, but it's like, I'd rather quit this thing than quit myself. If, right. If was right. Right. Yeah. But um my last question for you, Sabrina, um, speaking of quitting, is what is your idea of success? So I ask that because as creators, if we're not getting regular um paychecks for a full-time job or making consistent revenue from our art, we're considered failures. Many of us will put our dreams and projects on a back burner or give them up altogether. Because this career path can be highly intimidating and competitive. So what is your idea of quote unquote success? So for me, my
1: idea of success is like being able to be true to who you are. So if all my days are like consisting of me um, doing something that I may enjoy, but it's not like my passion and I don't make time for my passion, then to me, that's, that's failure. And it's felt in the body, it's felt in the mind, right? It's like this, this invisible weight that you could carry. So the opposite of that, I see is success, where you feel like your cup is full, because yeah, you might have worked all day on something, but it's something that's fulfilling. It's something that's lifting you up, is lifting other people up, and it's something that like collectively is bringing good into the world, right? Like you feel like for me, it's about purpose. Like I don't feel like I need to be here on this earth, real talk unless I'm contributing in a good way and in a positive way while I'm here, while I'm breathing. Otherwise, what's the point of me being here? Like that's how I see. So I have all these gifts and talents. Like, why me, God? Like, why why can I do the art thing and I could do the tech thing? Like that's not just for me to hold it and, and and you know, die with it. No, that's for me to share it, to show others how to, you know, how I I mean, just whatever I can, just share it. Like even if it's I made a painting for somebody and it speaks to them in a certain way, and it inspires them. Or it is me like paving away like through these spacesuits, like you know, like, who the heck knows what will happen with these spacesuits? If these spacesuits are fashionable enough, like we we've already designed flight suits, right? So the flight suit is 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 just a flight suit, but it's made for women, and so like that could be something that could be like. Streetwear, you know, if somebody can wear those, like you know, yeah. You know,
0: I, like, I think, <laughs> um, I think Drake wore one one time a Jordan flight suit. He went to a concert. I was like, that I was like, it actually looks nice, but it, I don't think they make them in women's size. They I actually feel really nice. So they don't. Yeah. I went to Africa, I
1: went to South Africa one time, and I saw like the flight suits were being made, and I was like. And I think the copyright, I'm not sure what the copyright stuff is, but they had NASA patches and stuff yeah. on it. They were selling it. But it was all in men's size. It was, it didn't have any shape. Like it was just like, so I'm like, let's it's time. Like, even if it's streetwear, whatever, like it's time to put women, like, put us first. And we always keep, I always hear a lot of talk about. Getting a seat at the table, and I'm like, why don't we just make our own table and sit at it? Like, yeah. So for me, this is my attempt to do that. Like, why wait for somebody else to 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 do this? If I want, I want, I wanted a flight suit myself. Like, why don't I just make one and see who else want one? You want one? You want one? Okay, yeah. let's go. And so that that's the thing. So. Um it's all about just and, and then inspiring the youth at the same time. Like it's not in that much special about me <laughs> than you. If I could do this, you could do it too, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to share about the um Girl in Space Club that I may have missed? Um more information about the Kickstarter, your books, or anything else that you're pursuing alongside the Kickstarter?
1: Yeah, I mean, so The Kickstarter campaign is going to launch in a few weeks, October 18th. Um, The Girl in Space Club, like if you're interested in like uh, finding out about it, like receiving an email once it launches, um, you could sign up on girlinspaceclub.com. That's also where we have like our merch. Uh, We're all about, again, just kind of like putting like making space like, for women, really, and girls, so, um, that's what this whole spacesuit, um, kickstarter campaign is all about, and so we need as many people as we can to back us on this project, we're asking for a lot of money, but as a community, like, we can make this happen, and we have some really cool rewards, most of them, matter of fact, all of them, I made myself, so, It would just be awesome, and and some of them will be exclusive to the campaign, like patches. We're going to make some, like, Girl in Space Club, um, like patches, like Velcro embroidery patches, and um, some t-shirts, and we got, like, this custom custom denim jacket that I made that uh, we're going to get manufactured, so uh, it's called, it's just rocket science, like, that's the name of the jacket. It's pretty cool. You can check it out on the Girl in Space Club um website. And then we're going to be um the flight suit. The flight suit that I design is going to be one of the rewards. So we got rewards for everybody. So please like share with as many many people as you can. Like we want this thing to be successful and it's not just about us. It's about like really like providing inspiration like for for girls like and boys too, but just providing that inspiration to innovate—that's really what it's about.
0: Yeah, and kind of like you're providing almost like a a safe space as well, because you know it's like you mentioned earlier in the in the interview about how it's like we're we're interested in STEM, and a lot of us are in I'm not still STEM, and a lot of us are in STEM, but it's not like it's not a place where we can grow really. Um, a lot of stuff is purposefully in place to keep us where we are and to stop us from going to where we want to go. And it's just like, it's just not safe, even like physically, it's just not safe. So, yeah. yeah, Girl in Space Club provides a safe space for other like girls and females who want to be in STEM or interested in the STEM. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's go. We want all of yeah.
1: y'all to come over here. Like, let's go. We got something for you. <laughs>
0: All right, well, again, I want to thank the founder of the Girl in Space Club, Sabrina Thompson, for joining us here today to discuss the driving force behind her upcoming Kickstarter for a spacesuit designed specifically for women. I highly recommend our listeners to consider giving the Girl in Space Club website a look, as well as the Kickstarter when it launches. All of Sabrina's socials and website will be listed in this episode's details alongside the Kickstarter for those who are interested. Again, I am KS Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Norbert Podcast.